And now, from our studios in Kansas City, Sci-Fi For Me Radio is live from the bunker. Here we go, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the program. This is Sci-Fi For Me TV, Sci-Fi For Me Radio. We are live from the bunker. My name is Jason Hunt. I'm the editor here at Sci-Fi For Me. Such as it is. Give a shout-out to everybody who is listening to this program as a podcast. We're on a number of different player platforms. You can join us there, or you could join us on the live video if uh, you are with us live. We're on uh, Rumble, Odyssey, and YouTube. The chat widgets are open. And uh, you can share your thoughts. Cam and Dave already in there. <coughs> and it is... Uh, it's a topic that we've discussed before. There are further developments here, so we're going to get into that today. But first, 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 I want to remind everybody that tomorrow is Open Line Friday. And I want to brag a little bit here. I'm going to brag. All right, we'll pull that music down so you can give me your undivided attention when I'm distracting you with any loud music, loud noises. <coughs> Folks, some of you may be aware that Mrs. Boss and I have been working on a garden. Because reasons. And every now and again I have shared with you my travails and my setbacks, I guess you could say. But today, today, I can brag on some success because, ladies and gentlemen, I have in my hand a potato that actually looks like a potato. This is a Yukon Gold, and this is a nice, big, fat potato it's the first one this big. This is big, big potato. Big potato. This is a huge thing. This is. Because he has been trying to grow potatoes for the last couple of years. <laughs> Look at that. And I'm not saying he has not been successful. We have some very adorable little baby tomatoes. I mean potatoes. potatoes. Well, we've got we've got baby tomatoes too. We've got yeah. tomatoes. We've we've I've I've got Five so fresh ones in the kitchen, in the fridge right now. But anyway, he has been trying and trying, and he gets these little guys, little guys. This potato is six inches long. For those of you who are listening to this as a podcast, you can't see this potato. I'm very proud of this I potato. I came home, and he walks out the door holding the neighbor's dog because we had, in turn, come and visit us, yes, as Jack, he does every Jack morning. And he's like, I want to show you something. Come here. Well, where are we going? And he starts heading out to the garden. Oh, wait, never mind. It's in the house. So as soon as I get my stuff put together, come sit down for lunch and work, he, uh, he sits there and, come, come, come. And he walks me over to the other side of the bunker 
and he's got his hand on the little pull tab for the light, and he's just sitting there, sitting there, with his coffee in hand, uh -huh. because that's what he does. Coffee. And he pops it, the turns the light on, and here is the box. With where a giant freaking potato in it. And he's got the potatoes, but there's that one. It looks like something you get at a restaurant. And he even even has another one that looks like it might be something you get at a restaurant, <coughs> just not as big as that one. You know, more my size. Yeah. But still, yeah, he's very proud and he has worked very very hard the last couple of years i have to i get have this and potato and i have to give a shout out and give credit where credit is due culture casino gave me a couple of tips on some things to try to enhance the potential uh suggesting to add some alfalfa tablets to the soil for the nitrogen content and i'm gonna have to show culture casino my potato now, because is this, this is, is a big potato. Is this one of the ones that went in ground? Or yes, was this, is, this, this one came out of the ground. Okay, because <laughs> we have them in both containers and in ground. Well, the bucket, the, the, the russet that was in the bucket did not turn out. But that was a potato that, was, that, that just was, went bad yeah, on that the was a, That was a, a random thing. Yeah. And the stuff that was in the containers. And we're, um, talk, we're talking about those big feed containers yeah we've got we've got uh we've got adirondack blue we got red new orleans we've got uh some some gold rush or no yukon gold i don't gold rush or we've yukon got gold. both so all of those gold rush i think are mainly are in raised bed containers and then i have the gold rush in the ground and that's what this one is so i'm i'm very I'm and the other day this. because we were doing some stuff in the crock pot and he decided to throw some of our potatoes in with it yes and he cut open that uh the blue <coughs> and he's like, blue. oh because no. he's never had a blue potato before. no no they're purple well they're purple. i mean they're called adironic blue but they're purple and they cook purple and they stay purple and it will be interesting to see what they taste like so so yes he's very and the reason why and we mentioned the reason why that we started the garden was because of things like this. Here is Bloomberg with this article. America is barreling toward a summer of strikes. We're setting things up here, folks. So stick with me for a moment. The labor movement is emboldened and ready to test its cloud. We've got the Writers Guild on strike. We've got Screen Actors Guild on strike. We have the IATSE group that's connected to Broadway voting to go on strike. We've got UPS talking about going on strike. What's next? What's next? This is this is one of those things where there were some of us that saw it coming and told you, tried to tell you, uh, over on Rumble, the calling guy saying, is this one of those stupid conspiracy shows? I can't believe just three people are watching this show. You know, I can't believe just three people are watching the show either. But to answer your question, no, this is not a conspiracy theory show. Uh, we are generally talking about things related to science fiction, fantasy, and horror. Today, we are going to be talking about the horror that is the Walt Disney Company. They are in free fall, $86.58 per share. They can't crack 90. 
this is the lowest that I have seen in, I don't know, I mean, you look at the five-year, this is a five-year low for the Walt Disney Company in terms of the stock price. And Bloomberg reporting, Disney pens hope for stock recovery on more Iger. Now, this is, the, this is the article when they extended his contract for 2026. And you remember then, last week, when we said, why in the world would they be announcing that they're, that they're renewing Bob Iger's tenure as CEO on a Wednesday, on a random Wednesday. It's not anywhere close to the quarterly report, which is August 9th. Why in the world would they be announcing this now? Certainly, there's probably another shoe that's about to drop. And he went on CNBC the next day and said, you know, things have been a little bit more difficult than we originally anticipated. And we're going to have to do some things we don't like to do. And sets up what now, <laughs> excuse me, what now is being re- regarded as a fire sale, a yard sale. This is this is Bloomberg's headline. Bob Iger shifts from building an empire to a Disney yard sale. Now, there is so much in this headline because, as Cam is pointing out, Bob Iger is generally the cause for a lot of Disney's problems right now because Bob Iger spent money like a drunk Democrat buying up Pixar and Marvel and Lucasfilm and 20th Century Fox, and who knows what else, and went on a spending spree and expanded the Walt Disney Company empire into what it is, and now it has gotten so big and so unwieldy and so un, un, untenable, you can't manage it all. And especially in this economy, when you have now labor unions going on strike, Inflation is at, a, what, a 40-year high is what I saw? 40-year 40, 40 high? Thanks, Joe. <clears throat> all of this, all of these factors coming into play. You got the stuff going on with Ukraine. You got billions of dollars that we're going to send over to Ukraine for whatever reason. You have, you have now concerns about washing machines and gas stoves and, 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 Stuff that's happening in Florida, you've got the educate, you know, the parents' rights of education bill, you know, that that thing that blew up in Disney's face. Granted, that was Bob Chapek's tenure, but everything that Iger is doing now is is part of the plan that Bob Chapek had in place to save the company. And he was saving the company, trying to save the company from the largesse that was put into place by Bob Iger who now finds himself in the position of having to completely dismantle everything that he's done in order to save the company. He has done this to himself. He is the cause for all of the, well, all most of the problems, at least on the financial side, most of the problems that the Walt Disney Company has right now. And Disney is facing an imminent trap, basically, because January comes due, the bill comes in and says you got to buy buy Hulu. You got to buy your buy out the rest of the controlling st- uh, ownership of Hulu. And Disney doesn't have the money on that. Michael says WDW Pro had a stream this morning. Iger's hinting that ABC Network's for sale because declaring it was no longer core business. Lucasfilm lost seventy five percent. That, well, see, and that's the thing. 
and uh, not to not to get too deep in the weeds on the Neener Neener drama, but you've got people on that side of the aisle sitting there going, "Oh well, no, Disney can't sell Lucasfilm." B.S. Disney can sell anything that they want to sell. All and 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 here's the example: Bob Iger. All they have to do is say, "This is not part of our core operation anymore." ABC's gone, Freeform gone. What was the other one? FX. FX gone. ESPN's. Part of ESPN is for they're they're willing to give up full control of ESPN. Now, if you sit there and tell me that Disney can't sell anything for fill in the blank reason, I'm going to point to this stuff and I'm going to tell you wrong. Disney can sell anything they choose to sell if they've got the lawyers and the accountants who can make it happen. And Disney's got the money that they can have those lawyers and accountants do what they need to do in order to sell off whatever pieces they need to sell in order to save the company. The option, the other option is Walt Disney Company goes bankrupt, whether it's Chapter 11, Chapter 13. But that Hulu purchase is in stone. They have to do it in January. That bill will come due. And, and Disney's options at that point are either pay the cash or pay in stock options, which means ownership of the company goes to Comcast. And I can, I, I can almost guarantee that Bob Iger does not want Comcast owning a piece of the Walt Disney Company. Nor will I think that the SEC or the Federal Trade Commission would be okay with that. Because these corporations are way too big as it is. And there was another uh, another story um, that came through. Let me pull it up because I just saw it here uh, before we went on the air. This is a company in... Oh, where is it? By the way... Sounds of Freedom just crossed $100 million at the box office. Uh, let me see here. There's another There's another company that's going bust and filing for... What was what was the one that I said yesterday was going... was filing for Chapter 11? Let me look, because I just came across this this morning. Uh, it is a company... It's a... Dutch company, I think. Let's see. Oh, by the way, a, uh, a follow-up on the tree thing. Um, yeah, out, out, outside of Universal Studios, uh, the trees being trimmed like that. Apparently, those trees don't belong to Universal Studios. Apparently, those trees are maintained by the city of Los Angeles, and the city of Los Angeles is sitting there saying, hmm... There wasn't a permit pulled for this. Um, we're going to look into this. So you could be looking at, I mean, it's not going to be criminal criminal anything, but Universal could be facing some city ordinance violation fines. Tell them, so there's that. Tell them what you saw about Tom Cruise today. Oh, <laughs> that's, that's not relevant. All right. So, uh, <laughs> all right. So, uh, so this this breaks. Okay, so the company known as Braun, it is a finance company, production company. 
they're the people who are uh, behind movies like Joker, Licorice Pizza, Ghostbusters Afterlife. They have filed for bankruptcy in Canada. And the equivalent in the United States, Chapter 15 bankruptcy, which basically says we're filing bankruptcy in more than one country. So it's not Chapter 11 or Chapter 13, it's Chapter 15. So Braun is going through a restructuring. Then we get this in uh, this morning, Via Play, going through a restructuring. This is, uh, they're getting rid of a lot of their scripted content. And... Uh, they're from they're from Norway. Uh, Via Play CEO Jorgen Madsen Lindemann says we have too much scripted content. He was pressed by investors on the state of the embattled Nordic outfits, finances, and future sustainability. A scripted cull is therefore incoming, said Lindemann, with too many shows and movies greenlit over the past couple of years. As Via Play pivots focus to local and relevant unscripted and acquired content. Included in today's quarter two update and major strategic announcement was a commitment to write down underperforming shows and accelerate amortization of scripted content. So they're they're scrapping a lot of the stuff. They're going to focus on local productions. They're going to focus on internal things. They're going to focus on reality and unscripted. Everybody is feeling the pinch because of the economy. What's that, what's that, what's that phrase? It's the economy, stupid? <coughs> Or it's the stupid economy, depending on how you want to look at it. But unscripted and reality shows are not going to be safe. Did you did you see that uh, Bethany Frankel or whatever from one of the Real Housewives is stating that they need to create a union yep. for? That's exactly where I was about to go All right. because that's that's the next thing you have. Yeah, we 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 can we can pivot we can pivot to to reality shows and we can pivot to unscripted shows and oh wait what do you mean you want to unionize and go on strike perhaps maybe see this is the thing they're starting to see and this is what I was talking about a long time ago what unions can be weaponized they have been weaponized, and we're seeing it again today. Now, some of it might be appropriate. You you got all of these corporations and big mega mega companies or whatnot, and you've got these CEOs doing gajillion dollars in their compensation packages and whatnot. Okay, fine. Some things are out of control, maybe. But yeah, here it is, Variety. Bethany Frankel calls for a reality stars union. Networks and streamers have been exploiting people for too long. And yeah. it's probably not wrong. Well, you, not that I pay attention to some of this stuff, but you hear the stories. Um, I was just reading something on the, uh, what was it, Kate Plus 8. You know, the kids are graduating high school and things to that effect you have the drama the fact that the parents did split up and divorce and all that but they also talk about how mom has gone star crazy and what's you know how they've been you know treated there and then what the studios have done behind it yeah and you've heard the same thing with like honey boo boo <coughs> and i mean lord knows what else 
you know, with some of these. Honey, you have too many boo-boos. Uh, <laughs> okay, for that, you have to tell them about Tom Cruise. Uh, n- well, okay, so Tom Cruise apparently has uh, been declared the highest paid actor in 2022 at $100 million. And over on Twitter, somebody had pointed out that that's not exactly the case. Tom Cruise is not highest paid actor. Victor Zelensky is at $18 billion, but that's... That's neither here nor there. Okay, so um, to uh, to Cam's point, Hollywood unions exist to abuse artists. I'm going to push back on that a little bit in this particular instance because, see, a lot of times, especially over in conservative circles, when we're talking about unions, we're talking about unions abusing the privilege that they have of taking taking the dues and the money, and they start funneling all of that money into Democrat Party stuff. That's not what we're talking about here. Oddly enough, the unions are actually really standing up. And Fran Drescher even made the point. She said, we're not doing this for Tom Cruise. We're not doing this for the big superstars. We're doing this for the journeymen. We're doing this for the people in the middle who are not making that kind of money. We're not, ta- we're not talking about the big superstars. We're talking about the people who are just trying to put food on the table. They're going paycheck to paycheck to paycheck. And in that particular case, the studios, I, I do think that the studios have worked their way into a mentality where everything is a widget, including the people, and none of it matters. And it was funny, I was, t- I was watching, a, watching a video last night on leadership from about five years ago, uh, and I can't remember the guy's name. He's done a number of different books. He was talking about the difference between leadership and being in authority, you, you, if you're a manager, if you're some, if you're a boss, or you're somebody, if or, or, or the difference between that and the different and, and being a leader, is that leaders leaders in are are relationship type of things. Re- leaders have relationships with their employees. They they have connections, emotional connections with their employees. They make their employees feel like they matter. And that's – it's the little tiny things. How you doing? How's your wife? How's your dad? I hear your dad had surgery the other day. How's he doing? How's your dog? How's your garden? You know, are you, are you how's, how's that report coming? Do you need any help with it? What can I do? What can I do to, to, to get, this, get this going for you? It's a relational thing more than it is number crunching. And we've spent so much time in Hollywood and other corporations, other businesses are guilty of this just as much as Hollywood is. You put the bean counters in charge of everything, and then it all becomes a numbers game. And everything becomes a widget, including the people that are employed at your company. And that is a terrible environment in which to work. When you're just a cog in the machine, you don't matter. And the studios have gotten to the point where all of these people who work for them don't matter. And it's not just Disney that's having this problem. Warner Brothers is facing this problem. Universal is facing this problem. Universal is doing okay better on the park side right now than Disney is. I'm seeing reports that Disney parks are empty. That's going to be a problem. And all of this is happening on Bob Iger's watch. It's not that it's just empty. It was like that article I sent you the other day. They have made it so much. I mean, you talk about killing people on the, you know, 
dinner table and their funds when you have to sit there and save for how many years to be able to go to Disneyland. There was a guy who was part of the engineering team for Disneyland, and he went, and because of the cuts that Disney has done in the parks, you... You're lucky to maybe get in line for a ride because you can't sign up ahead of time. It's no more just running and getting in line and hoping because right. everything's gone digitalized. Same with the um, the group. They wanted to go have dinner, but all the reservations were done for the day, Yeah. period. And he's like, they need to have it where you have so many that are reservations and so many that are walk-ins because you're completely, you know, these People just, they're going there for the experience, and you have to plan way ahead of time to be able to have this experience. Yeah. And it's its not worth it anymore. Well, and Disney is having, Disney is having to face the circumstances of Bob Iger's hubris, I guess you could say. Because Bob Iger wanted to build this empire so that he could then turn around, retire... And go into politics. Everybody knows that this was the plan. He was going to run for president, and the fact that his 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 extension takes him takes him to twenty twenty six, kind of says that he's ruled out the twenty twenty four election. So maybe he's going to go for twenty twenty eight. Who knows? But he's got to save Disney first, or his legacy is crap. His legacy is shot. And Cam mentions this. They're not saying the studios are the good guys. They're all bad guys. And this goes back to what we were talking about the other day. People out here in in Realityville, in, in flyover country, it's hard for us to care about either side because you have the entitled, preachy, lecturing uh, uh, meat wagons that, that are the, the Brie Larsons and the Mark Ruffalos and the Chris Evans and, and, and the people who are sitting there going, <laughs> shaking their finger at us and trying to tell us how we're supposed to think and how we're supposed to vote. And if we're not doing that, then we're Nazis and bigots and homophobes and that. And we're tired of, we're tired of these people lecturing us. So the actors... While the, the, the rank-and-file journeyman actors are getting shafted by the studios, they're also got these expensive, tailored suits, uh, pe- stupid people that are out there front and center in front of these cameras trying to lecture the rest of the country on how life should be. And so guilt by association, all of the actors think this way, and I don't want anything to do with any of them. You see it in the box office. There are rare exceptions these days. Tom Cruise doing Top Gun Maverick. I would expect that even even with a softer opening than they were expecting for Mission Impossible, Mission Impossible is going to have legs. Oppenheimer is going to have legs. Barbie is not. The early reviews for Barbie are coming out. This thing is a feminist screed, according to some of the different reports that I've seen. Man bashing, mother bashing... You talk about problem setting up for that, and you have people that are that are making making a note from outside the United States, from all over the rest of the country. I was like, this Barbie thing about halfway through goes completely nuts. You, I saw I saw somebody uh, comment earlier. You people in America have weird problems. 
because this is not going to play. This being a third-wave feminist manifesto is not going to play in any other country. It's barely going to play here. And Barbie might open strong, but it's going to fall off a cliff. Week to week, I'm really interested to see how much it's going to fall from week one to week two. And Oppenheimer is going to still be there. And, and Mission Impossible is still going to be there. Meanwhile, Bob Iger is sitting there sweating bullets because they don't have any money. What are they going to do? FTX? Are, are they, are, are, what, what do they do? Fire sale. And just like we saw with the layoffs, various different rounds of layoffs, not just one set, but thousands of people at, at, in, in job lots, block after block after block, 3,000 here, 4,000 here, 6,000 here, 2,000 here. You've got all of these companies are laying off people. And Disney is right there with them, laying off all of these people to try to save their company. And as with the layoffs happening in spurts, the sell-offs are going to happen in spurts. It's not just ABC and FX and Freeform that they're going to get rid of, folks. They may very well get rid of all of their uh, O&Os, which is their owned and operated television stations. They could very well get rid of, what else do they own, TV-wise? Well, that chart's even outdated, but they're not going to sell parks. They're not going to sell those things. But, but, I will not put it past them to sell Pixar. They'll sell Pixar at Apple. I mean, there's there's talk that Iger would sell Disney to Apple. I don't think that's going to happen. One, I don't think Apple wants it. Two... I don't think the F, I don't think the the SEC the FTC I don't think that the government will will allow for it because that's just too big. But I didn't think they would let Microsoft buy Blizzard either. Say, they're getting soft. And then and oddly enough, the Department of Justice has not got a good track record and a history of of well wishes with Microsoft. I'm really surprised that the Department of Justice said, "Yeah, okay." Now, they still got to clear the hurdle in the UK. So maybe cooler heads will prevail. But this Microsoft deal tells me maybe they would let Apple buy Disney. I don't know. And then Apple TV Plus and Disney Plus merge? Who knows? And you've got SAG already granting waivers because you've got independent productions, you've got smaller productions, productions that are almost done. We were just that close to finish shooting. 39 on the list right now, and the first one that we heard about was The Chosen. And you've got different productions. They're going, okay, well, you know, we, we want SAG to let us do this. And you have... I uh, see Bob Odenkirk uh, talking about uh, the strike and and stuff. Tom Cruise petitioning SAG to let him promote his movie. 
because that's restricted under the terms of the strike. If you are strike, if you are a striking member of, of SAG, the strike includes not making publicity appearances for anything that's connected to a studio against which we're striking. So that would mean that none of the actors in Mission Impossible can go out and promote Mission Impossible. And Tom Cruise is like, I want to go do it. I'm going to promote my movie. So he's wanting SAG to give him permission to go do that. Now, as the producer, you got a little wiggle room there because he's the producer and the star. But Bob Odenkirk is sitting there going, no, if if you're a member of SAG, SAG's on strike. We shouldn't be going out doing anything to, to anywhere. So I would expect the longer this thing goes, and we'll see it with with the Writers Guild, you're going to see a lot of people in the Writers Guild go financial core, which means they're going to change the nature of their membership so they can go back to work. SAG might do the same thing. I don't know if they have a financial core type of tier or not, but you might have a lot of SAG actors that are going, you know what, I'm going to go work on this indie project, and I'm not going to be part of SAG anymore. So these unions may see that problem coming soon. But these studios, in the meantime, now everything's shut down. And Disney faces the problem because what are you going to do? What's next? They haven't had a hit in, what, two years, three years, four years? How long has it been since they've had a, a movie that's actually made money? Like broke even, made a profit. They haven't yet. And according to this Bloomberg article, right now coming into the third quarter earnings call on August 9th, Disney is looking at a loss of $800 million for the quarter. That's a lot of money. And most of it's Indiana Jones. They've probably lost an estimated $300 million on that movie. Bob Iger is in trouble. And he knows he's in trouble. And he's going to have to do some really drastic things. That's what that CNBC thing was all about. This is a hard times. We're going to have to tighten our belts. We're going to have to do some things we don't want to do. And here it comes. We're going to start to end. And this is the beginning. See, this is the... CNBC was the trial balloon. We start cranking the shoe up. Meanwhile, there's another shoe cranking up. While we drop this shoe that we're going to sell ABC, FX, Freeform, ESPN. That next shoe, because we were sitting there saying, why is this happening now? Why are we finding out about the CEO extension now? Well, this is why. Because they knew this was coming. Iger knew that this was going to be the next thing. So let's get some good news out there, quote unquote, so-called good news. The board has decided to extend Bob Iger's tenure to 2026. Yay! He's going to save us. We're saved. But we're going to sell off pieces to do it. And this is just the first round. Lucasfilm is next. Or Pixar. Are we taking bets? Or they could sell 20th Century Fox. They could. Maybe.
Dave says, what happened to three strikes and you're out? Can, uh, Kathleen Kennedy hasn't had a base run yet. Kathleen Kennedy is an indi- is a is a unique problem for Iger. Because and, and Cam Cam made the point earlier that that Iger Iger put Kathleen Kennedy in charge. That's not quite accurate, because when when Disney bought Lucasfilm, Lucas put Kathleen Kennedy in charge of Lucasfilm. That was one of the last things he did before he sold it, and it was a it was a condition of the sale. I'm going to sell it to you, but I want one of my people in charge. Ostensibly, that's how it. That's how it felt at that at that time. I'm going to put somebody in here who knows how we operate because she's been with us for 30 years, not knowing what she was about to do. None of us knew what she was about to do because when that sale happened in 2012, and we said, "Oh, Kathleen Kennedy is going to be the new president." Well, of course, that makes absolute sense. Because she's been working with Lucas and Spielberg since Raiders of the Lost Ark, since 1982. Of course she's the logical choice. If we knew then what we know now, hindsight's always 2020, right? But now Bob Iger, besides having a book that he's got to sell, Bob Iger now has a company he's got to save. Like, literally save. And... It's it's he's performing triage at this point. He has a dying patient on the table. He's going to have to amputate in order to keep the patient alive long enough for him to recover. He's going to have to cut the feet off. He might have to cut a leg off. He might have to cut an arm off. He's going to have to perform triage, and that's what he's doing here. He's yeah. <laughs> Alexander Iger's playing surgery simulator. He's playing operation. He's playing operation. And every time he does this thing, whatever it is he does, like the CNBC interview, then the stock price goes, eh. Where's it at today? Right now we're sitting at 86.62. This thing, it, now... Remember, when they announced he's going to stay CEO for 2026, it, it, it went up. It went up over $90. And then he did the CNBC interview, and it just went right back down. Alexander says, I've got to see Surgeon Simulator. <laughs> a, a bloody fun, funny game, and I mean that in the literal sense. <laughs> uh, Michael says, the only lesson Kathy learned from Star Wars and Lucasfilm Dark side can only have two, the master and the apprentice. Well, it kind of makes you wonder who Kathleen Kennedy's apprentice is, doesn't it? By the way, I have not seen anything. Uh, pe- people were asking me yesterday about the drama going on between WDW Pro and Cameron. Apparently, somebody has tried to dock someone in all of that mess. And I'm not getting into it. I'm not going to get involved in it. I'm just I'm staying out of it. But... Come on, guys, quit acting like fifth graders. Everybody is acting like a fifth grader. Neener, 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 bully on the on the on the playground. Stop it. Anyway. So so Bob Iger is faced with a problem of his own making. And this needs to be 
shouted and and reinforced and people need to be reminded and there were a couple of articles when Iger took over again as CEO after Chapek was was thrown out when when Iger came out I think I want to say it was Variety there's been a couple of articles that basically said you know these problems this is basically Bob Iger's fault and now he gets to fix it but we haven't seen boo in the trades lately about any of this being Bob Iger's fault and I would say that Disney is in the worst shape after, you know, with between all of the different studios, all the different corporations. I'd say Disney is in the worst mess. Warner Brothers is probably a close second. I don't know where Universal sits or Comcast, but Comcast is diversified enough. With, well, Comcast is Universal. I, I, I think Disney is in the worst shape out of all of them. Mainly because they made it political. Now David Zaslav comes in and he says, "We're going to cut stuff. We're going to do things. We got we, you know, the bottom line, the bottom line, the bottom line, the bottom line. All of his quarterly earnings calls, everything was about. We've got to make this company profitable again. He never said anything about social issues or political stuff or ideological crap. Nothing." And he's willing to sit there and take all of the arrows and say, I'm going to be, I'll be the bad guy, but I have shareholders to answer to. I have a company that's got to make money. I have profits to make. That's the bottom line. That's what we got to focus on. This thing over here, it's costing us money. Get rid of it. This thing here, costing us money. Get rid of it. And there's a reason why he's called Zaslav the Butcher is because he's going to carve up the stuff that does not make them money. And he's going to find a way either to make money by selling it or to make money by writing off the taxes or make money by licensing it out to other networks like they're starting to do with HBO stuff going to Netflix. He has to have a business-oriented mind that's focused on the fiduciary responsibilities of a CEO. And now Bob Iger is learning that lesson the hard way. And everybody has painted Zaslav out to be the bad guy, and they, they really don't want to see Bob Iger in that same position. Bob Iger was going to save everything. Bob Iger was the hero. Bob Iger was this guy. He was the golden boy because he was going to be president. That was the whole thing. That was, all of, that was everything that was setting up for that. Bob Iger will never be president of the United States because he has destroyed the Walt Disney Company. He has violated the trust of the shareholders. He has violated his fiduciary duty as CEO. Are there are there are there criminal is there criminal activity going on we don't know there are reports that maybe something is being discussed within the walls of lucasfilm as far as fraud embezzlement maybe allegedly rumor but we could be just looking at round one of the triage that Bob Iger has to conduct 
with regard to the various different divisions of the company. Now, the employees, the layoffs, we've already seen all of that, like I said. Now we're getting into entire business units. And don't think for a second, because other people have sat there and said, well, Disney can't sell X. Yes, they can. Disney can sell anything they choose to sell. <laughs> Road Vag Online says, time to thaw out Walt. Long enough to slap Bob. Well, maybe. Snob says, uh, I would say it's not Iger's fault. He made good purchases. They just put a crap after that. Well, see, the thing about it is, though, yeah, maybe. maybe. The, the, thing, the thing with what happened with Iger, Iger spent too much. He overextended Disney. There was no reason why they had to buy 20th Century Fox. I know why he did it. He did it for the content. He wanted to get their library. But you can still get 20th Century Fox content <clears throat> on Disney Plus or on Hulu or wherever else. You just do a licensing fee. Now, granted, that costs money, but it's probably ultimately going to cost less than buying the company and then having it be a, be a money sink. David's right. Iger overpaid for it. And people have said he paid too much for 20th Century Fox. And now, with all of the things that he's purchased, why did he purchase Marvel? Why did he purchase Lucasfilm? Because he had, he had the Disney princess. He had the girls in the audience. He had a female audience locked up with Disney princesses. Frozen and Tinkerbell and Beauty and the Beast and you know, all Cinderella, Snow White. We got the girls. We need the boys. So what does he do? He buys Marvel. And then he buys Star Wars. He buys Lucasfilm. He goes, Star Wars. This is Star Wars. We're going to print money. But what do they end up doing? They get political. They get ideological. And they start turning Marvel and Star Wars into girl boss crap that nobody wants to watch, much less the girls or the boys. And it starts losing money. And Iger's even said, Marvel made too many shows. Mar Marvel spread too thin. Lucasfilm has spread too thin. He's laying the groundwork, folks. He's laying the groundwork to get rid of them both. Now, he probably won't. He'll, he'll get rid of one or the other. My guess is he's going to get rid of Lucasfilm and Pixar. Those are going to be on the table. 20th Century Fox, maybe. He may sell 20th Century Fox. And I'm wondering, what it... Mm, I don't think he'll do it. But what if he sells 20th Century Fox back to Fox? What if he calls, hey, old Rupert, you want it back? Well, and Cam says, why sell an intact competition slice it up? I would, uh, I would remind the audience about Ma Bell. When the U.S. government decided that AT&T, or whatever it was called at the time, was too big and ordered them to divest themselves of various different companies that all ended up pretty much being competition to each other, even though they were regional, you had 
Southwestern Bell and Pac Bell and all these other ones. Uh, so AT&T kind of became a hollow shell of itself until it became AT&T with the Death Star logo. Road Vagabond Life. Simple rule. We're buying this IP because people enjoy it. Maybe we don't drastically change them. <laughs> you know, if you'd been on the board at the time... See, that's the thing. We're going to buy this because people like it, and then we're going to change it to suit our own thing, our own agenda, our own... We're going to remake it in our own image, and then people don't like it anymore. What happened? What's the matter with you? Why don't you like this thing we changed? And Bob Iger is feeling the effects of that. And he might not be responsible for all of it, but he certainly did set up the business culture in which it's happening. And he very well might not be able to save Disney. Iger's not magic. He's not a superhero. He's not wearing a cape. He doesn't have any supernatural skills. Unless he's made a deal with the devil. <clears throat> it might be too late. With the economy being the way it is, and the economy not looking like it's going to get any better anytime soon. Thanks, Joe. Possible war on our front doorstep. Thanks, Joe. And now we're finding out that our intelligence community, our law enforcement community at the federal level are all compromised politically. Thanks, Joe. Thanks, Barack. And the intelligence community and big tech working together along with arms, arms of, the, of NATO and the EU to censor speech around the world, not just the United States, but globally. If you're not paying attention to Mike Benz over on Twitter, you need to be paying attention to Mike Benz over on Twitter. It's not just the stuff that's going on in Washington right now with the hearings and the whistleblowers and all this other stuff. This is, this is just the beginning, folks. You thought, you thought the Floyd riots were something. Those are going to be a picnic compared to what's coming if we don't find a way to stop it. And I don't want to be all doom and gloom, but the reason that I've got this potato right here is sitting in Washington, D.C. This potato and all the other potatoes and the onions and the blackberries and the raspberries and the watermelon and the zucchini and the cucumber. Is that your way of having a picture of the president on your desk? Stop it. You know he's not in charge, right? Yeah, he's he's not running things. He's probably not even in charge. He's not running. He's not running. Uh, Road Vagabond, that's why I don't use video sites that have a single point of ownership. That's that's a good call. We're going to keep an eye on it. Disney, Disney is going to be hurting for a long while. Uh, Vagabond says, we need to push people to Odyssey Library. Odyssey, Rumble, um, I mean, Twitter is all sorts of weird 
crazy, stupid, who knows what's going on with Twitter. But yeah, Rumble and Odyssey especially. Any Anything that's not the big tech, Google, YouTube, and there are other alternates out there to Twitter and Facebook. There's MeWe, there's Minds, there's Gab, there's Getter, there's Locals. We, we've got accounts everywhere there. Now that actually gives me uh, gives me an opportunity that I can pull up the list and I can show you where we are because we've got all of these different places where you can find us. Kick, we're probably not going to do very much with because we got seven followers on Kick and nobody watches any of the videos. No, nobody watches any of the streams when we go to Kick. So that's that's probably just a placeholder channel at this point. But here's all of the different places where you can find us. So connect with us because we do post. Various different things, announcements, and whatnot. Of course, we do have the Discord, so uh, so check that out. And coming up tomorrow, Open Line Friday, number six hundred twenty-five, which means we're at the end of our twenty-five episode block. Which means next week we're off. We're going to take the week off next week. We're going to do some maintenance. We're going to do some stuff behind the scenes. We're going to do some some stuff. Um, and we're going to do some cleanup around here. I'll probably post some, some book reviews, get caught up on some different things behind the scenes here. Uh, we will have Good Morning Multiverse on Saturday. We'll have Good Morning Multiverse on Saturday the 29th. So that's still normal. But no live from the bunker next week. So. Uh, anyway, so that's it for us today. Thanks very much for being here, folks. David says, I've never even seen the inside of Pinterest. We have a Pinterest account. More rewiring. No, Death Angel Shadow, no rewiring. We, I, I, I think I got everything fixed. Shh. I got more RAM on the tower. I got a new cable going from the audio mixer to the, to the audio port on the tower. Which actually lets me do, give you a little bit l louder volume. Hopefully you're not having to crank everything up to 11 now. So, Lord willing, the creek don't rise and the stone martin weasels don't show up. I think we're okay for now. Now I just have to get the truck back from the shop. All right. That's it for us today, folks. Thanks very much for being here. Remember, the politicians hate you. What was the, oh, uh, Michael says, when was the last time you post on Pinterest? Is P Pinterest is not owned by Google, is it? I don't know. I don't, I don't think so. Um, Pinterest, Pinterest is a weird thing because Pinterest is, for us, an all-cosplay site. The only thing that we use it for is cosplay related. So we've got a cosplay photo gallery because when people do cosplay, they're looking for inspiration where they well, I guess let me let me just pull it up here uh, and show you. Pinterest um because we don't we don't we don't do very much, I'll admit. But occasionally we'll do this. All right, so Sci-Fi for Me over on Pinterest is all cosplay all the time. So we basically have various different boards that are related to cosplay. We have a, we have a photo gallery of, of various different people doing cosplay. So people can see. Uh, Death Angel says it's independent. It's not owned by Google. That's good. 
So, you know, we can pull up uh, cosplay photo galleries. You can see what other cosplayers are doing, mashups and, and, and various different costume builds and assemblies and all this other stuff. Oh, that's really cool. That's really cool. Look at that. Look at that. Look at that. Then you have um, tutorials. We have cosplay tutorials for costumes. So here's how to do things. Here's how to stitch this. Here's how to do these zippers. Here's how to fold this and, and wrap this and do that. And here's the different kind of hats you can have, different kind of ties you can do, and all these different things. Here's how you make jewel, dis, jewel assemblies. Uh, we got hair and makeup tutorials. We have uh, props tutorials if you want to make swords or laser guns or, or glowy, glowy orbs or whatever else. And uh, so various different boards there related to cosplay. So it's all cosplay all the time. I'll jump on there every now and again, and I'll pin some stuff that I like to see. But about 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 done, finished out. I'm probably in there maybe five minutes at a time. But uh, all of that is uh, is cosplay cosplay related. That's one of the reasons why I don't push it that much anywhere, uh, just simply because it's related to cosplay and most of you guys don't cosplay at least as far as i know so there's that but yeah the, but it is on the list so there's the list yes and if you do cosplay go over to our discord and post a picture for us do we have a cosplay thread on our discord i don't think so. i don't think we do maybe we need to do that i really would like to get my cosplay diaries back up well one of these days Who i knows? know all right okay uh, Death Angel Shadow says, we will now. We will have a cosplay thread. All right, that's it, folks. I Really, I mean it this time. Bye. <laughs> the politicians hate you. The media lies to you. Say it with me. God has a plan for you. And there are four lights. This has been a presentation of SciFiForMe.com. Copyright 2023 by Flaming Dog Media, LLC. All rights reserved. No portion of this program may be retransmitted without the express written consent of Flaming Dog Media. You're listening to Sci-Fi For Me Radio.